Here's a question that came in on the voicemail. This is a question to Father Day from the Busted Halo Show. I am Kathy from Cincinnati, Ohio. I am a very pro-life person. I know of Catholics who are pro-choice. If a Catholic is pro-choice, is this a mortal sin? There are some people known in the public who are well-known pro-choice. Are these people allowed to receive the Eucharist? Thank you. Love your show. Bye-bye. I, I, I kind of chuckle because it's a really deep and dark question that she goes, love yeah. your show. Love your show. <laughs> I kind of got the feeling it was written out. We used to get some voicemails oh, that were kind of scripted. Oh, I see. Which is why oh, even, though the, even though the essence of the words changed, well, the, I get it. I get the it. style yeah. didn't because yeah. I feel like she was reading it out. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss anything. But when you hear it, it's kind of like, are these people going to hell? Hey, love your show. <laughs> right. But in monotone, it's even more right. hilarious. That's right. All right. So, I mean, this is a question that uh, we should discuss and uh, people raise a lot. And particularly it comes up around uh, around election time when it, with respect to politicians. I'd like to parse out just for, for the time being and for the explanation um, – the, the the politician piece and whether or or not people that advocate that because that that does bring up some other um, some other nuances but let's see the, the lion's share of of her question her name is Kathy from Cincinnati so the lion's share of her question is does someone being pro-choice like they say I am pro-choice or they might say even I mean you think this is kind of a in many circles an oxymoron they might say I'm a pro-choice Catholic and people might say there's no such thing. So it does saying or being or even genuinely believing. I'm not just saying. I mean, we're not, you know, talking about people that are lying, but is being or thinking that a pro-choice platform is a good thing. Is that necessarily someone who is in mortal sin for the entire time they're thinking that? And therefore, should they not receive communion? And therefore, is their mortal soul in peril? OK, so what we have to talk about when we talk about something like this, because we know very clearly that the church teaches those who participate in abortions. Now, we, she didn't use the word abortion. She said pro-life and pro-choice. Um, but what we're talking about is abortion. Um, and obviously, the, the, the respect for life goes beyond just that. But certainly when we use that name, when they use pro-choice, pro-life can mean more things. Pro-choice usually just means access to abortion, although they use a lot of other words like health care and women's rights and individual bodies and all that sort of thing. What you're talking about is, do do I think that abortion should be legal? Um, okay, so when we talk about that, we have to be clear that the church teaches that those who actually participate in an abortion, meaning the person who goes in, usually a woman, but sometimes you could actually say, like a, if the boyfriend or the husband really is a part of that and kind of escorts you right over to the abortion clinic and sits there in the waiting room and goes, yes, yes, please do this, that they're sort of participating in that. Certainly those who are performing the abortion. But the church does with moral theology, and this would fall under that category, define, because you can imagine in lots of things in life, there are different concentric circles of how much I am participating in or contributing to a sin. Like in civil law, we we do have this, this concept. So you talk about like if you're an accomplice to a crime, right? Let's say yeah. somebody commits 
murder. Imagine a terrible, and abortion is murder, so we are not just imagining it. So if somebody commits murder, but if you think of adult-to-adult type murder, and they're standing there with a gun, and you drove that person to the site where they were going to do that, you handed them the gun, and you stand there and you maybe even cheered them on, and after the person was killed, you helped them with the body. In civil law, they would say that you are, you are not, you're not off scot-free, that you are an accomplice to that crime. Right. I mean, does that at least make sense? Just sort of logically. Uh, yeah, you didn't, you didn't do it, but you helped. Right. So now most likely, and even if we've just seen stuff on TV, even if we're not, you know, experts in law or have been in a courtroom, um, most likely that person who did those other things, the driving, the handing of the gun and the not protesting would not necessarily suffer the same punishment according to civil law. So therefore we know that we do have these, let's call them concentric circles. So that person cooperated in that crime. So in moral theology, we have this notion that is called material cooperation with evil or with a, with an immoral act. So if it's obvious to all of us, and I mean, I, I, I suppose maybe some Catholics could say, no, I don't think it's a sin for that abortion doctor to perform that abortion. I'm probably for a moment going to put this that in a separate category. But I think a lot of people would agree that that act would be immoral. I mean, I, I, for me, I just, I can't, there's no way I can logically or progressively or whatever view this, imagine it as anything other than the intentional taking of human life, which is murder. And, and, and murder is something that, yes, maybe way, way back in the annals of human history originated from some sort of a religious moral code, but it's one that we've all agreed on. Like, you know, down throughout history, people haven't said, hey, 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 this is, this is my right. I have, it's my individual right to be able to murder that person. Well, in fact, yes, there have been people like that in dictatorships and things, but not in a free society that is governed by rules and that sort of thing. That Very few people, very few, a lot fewer than our pro-choice, very few people would argue that it's okay to stand in the middle of Main Street, pull out a gun and just kill people and have no consequences for that and just say, that was my right to do that. Now, what I'm concerned about is that because there are so many people that are pro-choice that we're sort of on our way there. It's scary to think that, but th there is a slippery slope that we're talking about. Okay, so so I it's, it's hard, if not impossible, for me to get around thinking that that act, even though there are circumstances that, put people in what they believe are a, a no no good options out. And I'm forced to make this choice. People could very easily say that same thing about murdering another person. This person was out to get me. They were about to, you know, take away all my source of income. They had harmed my, even if you're talking about revenge murder, like let's think of, a, again, an adult, not a little baby in the womb, but an adult who had, let's say, raped or murdered or something, your child, Someone going up and go, that was so horrific that I, I, my body, my humanness, my emotions has no choice but to go and take revenge on that. Civil society and the law would still say, we get, we sympathize with that, but what you did is still illegal. And in the most basic sense, two wrongs don't make a right. So we still, in, in the moral theology and moral code of the church, we still think that applies to the taking of an innocent human life in a womb, regardless if it's my body, your, not your body, and it's not a politician's body. No, but I mean, again, if you, if you realize what's happening here, 
We don't say to all the male politicians in Washington that a woman should be allowed to take out a gun and shoot an adult because it's her body and you white men are telling me what to do, which is a lot of the rhetoric that we hear these days. So, I mean, I can't get around the fact that that is what it is. And so how can anybody ask these questions? But our question from from Kathy was about being pro-choice. So can you imagine that like, okay, Maybe I would never do that, and I would even agree that the doctor would be wrong, and clearly that that there would be a mortal sin, but maybe I can imagine a, a scenario where a doctor goes to confession, and okay, that's what we believe about mortal sins. Even mortal sins can be forgiven. But, but maybe some sense, and people do rationalize this, that we live in a free society, and I don't want to impose my, my overly religious beliefs, again— it's not. We don't call it over-religious when it's an adult to an adult. We just call it basic human, you know, respect for life, and that to to violate that is against the law. We don't say, hey, that's some Christians are telling us not to commit murder. But again, okay, I can see how you might say, hey, in our society, people should have the choice to do that. So I'm quote pro-choice. I think a lot of this, honestly, comes from the clever rhetoric that the the pro-choice, the pro-abortion side figured out probably in the 1970s that. Instead of calling it pro-abortion, let's call it pro-choice, because who isn't pro-choice? Everybody likes choices. So I think a lot of people are, are swayed by that. But you can also imagine, back to the, my analogy of an accomplice to a crime, a severe crime, that in, in all of the people that you know have to do with abortions, there are differing levels of contributing or cooperating with that immoral act. So in Catholic moral theology, we talk about material cooperation with uh, with evil. So the person, the principal agent, we call it, who actually uh, does the crime, let's say the abortion doctor, we have no question or qualms about whether or not that person is committing an immoral act. And then there is formal and informal or material cooperation with that. So a cooperator, one who assists the evildoer in some way. So back to my analogy, person that drove the car, handed the gun, didn't stop it, that accomplice to murder, that cooperator. So someone who cooperates with something that we believe is evil and an immoral act is culpable in two different ways. If that person intends that immoral act to occur, then they're just as equally guilty under the moral law as the person who did it. But if they did not intend that moral act to occur, if somebody was saying uh, that I genuinely believe that this health clinic does lots of good things and I whew, I didn't I didn't know they committed abortion something like that, well then we say that they may be guilty. Not that they're not, but they might still be guilty. And then there's also the the closeness to the act. So immediate uh, cooperation, meaning that somebody is providing the material necessary. So the nurse who hands the, I don't know if it's a scalpel or whatever they use for abortions, the nurse that hands the doctor that implement, we would say in moral theology, is equally culpable. But again, the farther away you get from enabling that thing to happen. So, for instance, we talk about remote or proximate cooperation with moral evil. So is somebody making a contribution to this immoral act that leads to the commission of the act? People have made the argument lately, and this does tend to prevail, that politicians that make it possible for abortions to happen by their legislation, by their advocating for it, that they would fit this category of what we call proximate immediate material cooperation with evil, meaning that if this was illegal, then the, these doctors wouldn't be able to do that as easily. You know, people break the law, of course. So, uh, But one could also see that someone as far removed from the actual act 
maybe doesn't make a contribution that leads to the commission of this act. So could you say in the in my other example, somebody that worked at a steel mill that produced the gun that then was sold by the gun dealer that then was used to commit a crime, well are they you know they they are making they're leading to the contribution or they're contributing, they're making a contribution that leads to the commission of this act. But so far removed that very few people would say, yeah, if you work at a steel mill and it produces guns and one of those guns ever committed a murder, then you're you're committing immoral acts. So that that would be the case that people could certainly make an argument when it comes to being pro-choice. And people, people, Catholics have made this argument. And Kathy even refers to that in her question that some people say, well, I'm just pro-choice. I'm personally against abortion. You'll hear a lot of uh, politicians say that. But when it comes down to how we actually define this cooperation with evil in the church, it's it's not specified as to whether or not a politician is, and some people would argue that it is, and some bishops and other uh, Catholic uh, prominent people have said, well, clearly that fulfills that. But there's nothing so clear in canon law or church teachings that says absolutely for sure some politician or somebody on the street who says, I'm pro-choice and I voted for that politician— Sometimes we'll hear bishops say, if you intend, if you vote for that politician because you want abortions to happen, well, then you're guilty. If you're trying to do it for some other reason, then not as guilty.